0: To elaborate on this, we joined on the line by Opa Sehalwe, who is a Senior Manager for Communications at the Office of the Public Protector. Good morning to you, Opa. Good morning, Bongi, and good morning to your listeners. Thanks for talking to us. Well, we all know that uh, the Public Protector's term ends in October and uh, cannot be extended, at least for this particular one. So... Uh, can you afford to take on, uh, you know, such a case of this, uh, you know, high level at this point in time? Shouldn't you be wrapping down at least and and, and reporting?
1: Well, um, the work does not have to stop just because the public protector's term uh, of office comes to an end in a few months' time. The public protector works with a competent and dedicated team of investigators and. Uh, uh, when her term comes to an end, all the outstanding investigations will continue to be worked on by that team, working under the supervision of whoever is going to succeed her.
0: Right. So when when is she planning to start? In, in fact, let's start with the money issue. We, we know that you are cash straps. We, we, we saw some interns also kind of like revolting and, and raising their issues of not being paid properly and, and timelessly. So How are you dealing with the situation of money right now? Uh, This case is going to require a large amount of resources. So how are you going to deal with it?
2: Well, You are are correct.
1: Uh, We have always been saying that uh, we haven't got enough resources to deal with the kind of workload that we have. And uh, we have always uh, interacted and engaged with uh, relevant authorities. That includes Parliament and the Treasury. Uh, to come to our rescue, so to speak. And uh, with the the latest development, uh, it's just a continuation of of that kind of engagement that we've always had. And uh, you correctly point out that uh, this is a massive uh, investigation and we haven't got enough, uh, you know, resources. And by resources, I'm referring to people, human resources. We don't have enough investigators. You would recall that uh, at our last uh, engagement with parliament we were indicating that look we have a structure an organogram that was approved by parliament uh, which says that we we are entitled to just under 600 people in the office but as as, as things stand we're operating at half that 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 workforce that we require and uh, and and enhance the the requests for for more funding so that we can employ more investigators
0: so have you put in this request to a finance minister and what's his response?
1: With regard to uh, this particular issue, the public protect, it's something that the public protector is, is considering. She hasn't yet written to, 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 uh, to the minister uh, because this is quite um, you know, unprecedented for our office. Uh, it is a common practice at executive level. For example, when the president establishes a commission of inquiry, that kind of commission is adequately funded uh, so that it can be able to acquire all the expertise it requires uh, to carry out the the, the work set out for it. Uh, But in our case, we haven't really done that. We have always uh, conducted investigations using the resources we are allocated uh, on an annual basis, but uh, 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 as I'm saying, the public protector is is still applying her mind to this thing and and, and she will uh, in, in, in due course indicate what she has decided.
0: But definitely she's investigating.
1: Yes, um, at, at least, uh, uh, you know, the, the request from from the member of parliament, Mr. Maimani, she is investigating because uh, he filed that, that complaint under the Executive Member's Ethics Act, uh, under which the public protector is compelled to investigate.
0: All right. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Opa Sekhalwe. We'll hear from yourselves when uh, the public protector has uh, made up her mind and how she's going to approach this one. Of course, we'll ask about when the investigation will start and the duration of uh, the investigation as well. We stay with this story, and uh, we talk now to Mkabisin um, Lechana, an associate professor of political science at the University of Johannesburg. Well, uh, <laughs> The, the Guptas are saying that uh, they will not go down alone. Uh, share your views with us and, and how you've been watching uh, this uh, whole story develop. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Bonnie. That's quite true. You must think of the Guptas as Edgar Hoover of the FBI, of the FBI in the U.S. He had a, a fine of all the dirty stuff that politicians had done, and he would use that file to threaten them to get them to do certain things, um, the Guptas are exactly in that position. Um, they 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 know who they have paid and who can watch. Uh, they probably have a big fine as well. Because what we know now based on what Papa Hogan has said is that a minister will be instructed to give them a business. If that minister refuses, she will be fired or taken elsewhere. A new appointment or, or appointee would be appointed on the basis that he or she does something. If she refuses, then she not appointed. Then the, the other person who then gets appointed, the assumption is that he must have agreed to do something. Hmm. So, what did he do or she do, and who are they? So, I mean, this is a logical conclusion. Uh, this is the uh, the the modus operandi of this presidency based on you know, uh, first-hand accounts. Uh, so we can, we can rest assured that they have a file. Uh, most people are on their, quite a, on their payroll. This is what uh, Minister Chaminis said. She said, you know, people have skeletons. Most people in the NEC have skeletons. And, you know, so it, it's quite explosive. It means quite a number of people within the NC are on the payroll of the group and this has massive implications for both government and the budget.
0: But if you follow what uh, Flood Chibambu from uh, the FF has said, for instance, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a minister like Lindy Sisulu, who has a very strong legacy uh, from, from the family itself, where she comes from. She's a senior minister, and she's occupying a very senior position in, in, in the cabinet, that of defense. Really, for her to be, if, if, it's, if it's true what uh, Floyd is saying, to be shaken like that, how far deep this then uh, goes, then, in your view?
2: Well, you have to think of this presidency as engaged in a kind of a patron-client relationship. The Guptas are, are the patrons, and President Zuma and his ministers are clients they captured the very head of the presidency that is president zuma so whoever else is then appointed by president zuma is appointed with the expectation of continuing as a client for the uh, for the guptans so you have ministers possibly you have public officials Uh, because if you capture the head, then in this case president zuma he then conducts himself in this way as a client of the Guptas, setting an example. You know, because a president says the toe uh, kind of influences how everyone conducts himself within government. He must have most likely created a tolerant atmosphere for people to engage in this kind of contact with the Guptas. He even calls them. That much we know from Tendamote Sarkar, mm. right? So it is it is widespread. You know, it it, it constitutes, Mogi, the very essence of this presidency and this administration is right at the core of it. So you cannot isolate certain individuals, right? So this means, therefore, that the ANC cannot go on a full frontal assault against the Guptas. Uh, this is damage control time, because the Guptas will reveal all this information, and then we will come to... Not, not only few individuals are on the payroll of the trust but quite a number of ANC members, which is few, you can say. No, these are just bad
0: but, uh, but but if you have
2: a substantive number, it means the entire ANC is essentially rotten to the core. That,
0: that that's that's what I want to ask next, uh, Dr. Tandagana here, because the ANC needs to live, needs to survive beyond. Uh, you know this this whole uh, drama, as it were, hype, as uh, the uh, Secretary General would, uh, of the ANC would want to call it. So, how does then the ANC get out of this uh, quagmire?
2: Well, they have to get the, get rid of the head that led to the party voting, which is the president of the ANC. He is the entry point that allowed the ruptures, that allowed the infection, the virus into the party. Um, you know, uh, short of that, even if they say you should cut the relationship, I mean, I don't, I don't think that can change anything. Frankly, it doesn't look that like Jacob Zuma can. Been doing this thing since he started, so believing that him saying he will stop this thing will really translate into reality is really fooling yourself. Um, you know, so they 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 have to have a way of containing it. Um, so that they send uh, a clear message to the public out there that they are serious about restoring credibility and integrity into the presidency, which is completely lacking. You know, but I'm afraid for them because this thing is now with the public protector, they can't they can't cut any deals now because the public protector hopefully they go ahead with the decision after October when two years left, they will unearth all the debt and when that debt comes out it
0: will be it will be quite, quite explosive, but but the ANC the NEC at least has uh, created a ring of steel around the president. They're saying that uh, this is our president. We are going to the local government election as with him as the head of the organisation leading us. So really, and and that's why then we, if you want. Relegating this to the office of uh, the secretary general uh, to be dealt with. We hear of an investigation and a meeting with the Gupta uh, led media, for instance, and the Gupta themselves, the Guptas themselves, and the president will be there. We are told now the DA is asking why is he there. So, all those developments really are they, you know, muddying the, the, the situation, or is there clarity that you see right now from where you are sitting?
2: It's a damage control exercise. Uh, They could not have fired Jacob Zuma immediately on the spot at the NEC
0: meeting over the weekend. But he dared them to fire.
2: Well, he knew that they wouldn't do that immediately because that has major implications. He knows that he's not the only one who's taken money from the Kuptans. He also can point fingers at a number of people. Some of them are his comrades in the NEC. So they have to handle it quite properly. Because now they have to think about the party. Uh, It's not just about the Zuma. The point is, if Zuma goes down, the whole party goes down. So they have to have a way of managing Zuma's fall without dragging the party down with it, uh, which is essentially what he has done. But they have to manage the fall, really.